So the Mishnah said that if a man makes a nether that his wife is not allowed to benefit from him, so if it's for 30 days, you, you make a parnes. More than 30 days, you have to get divorced. Rav Yehuda said, one month is fine, more than one month is a problem. So Rav Yehuda is saying the exact same sheet as the Rabbonin, which is, up to a month is fine, more than a month is a problem. So what's the chiddush, what's the dispute of Rav Yehuda? So Hainu Tanakama, that's the exact same shita. Because when Rav Yehuda says Shnei Chadashim, he doesn't mean two months, he, mean, he means anything more than a month is a problem. So, so the, you made a nether to ask your wife from benefiting from you. So the Mishnah said, up to a month is fine, more than a month is a problem. Says Rav Yehuda, up to a month is fine, more than a month is a problem. It's not the same shita. So the, he's a Shnei Chadashim, but he means more than a month. So it's the exact same shita. So the Gemara says, The answer is, what's the dispute between Rav Yehuda and the Rabbanon? They agree by a regular person. Rav Yehuda's Chiddush is by a Kehenes. That a Kehenes, we give her two months. Because again, a wife of a Kohen, we give her two months. Because again, if they get divorced... If they get divorced, then then they won't be able to get remarried. So Rav Yehuda agrees by Yisrael, he's disagreeing by a, a wife of a Kai. Okay. Rava Omar, Rava says, you know what the difference is? The Tanakhama said 30 days. Rav Yehuda said a month. A month is not 30 days, it's 29 days. So the dispute between Rav Yehuda and Rabbanon is whether it's a lunar month or 30 days. Okay. Am Ravashi. We've had this already. And that is, if you make a nether not to, for your wife, for up to 30 days is fine, more than 30 days is not fine. Says the Gemara, Amra, The whole shail of the Mishnah is only when you specify a time. Let's say you just say, Stam, your wife is also to you. You don't specify. So if you don't specify, it's indefinite. So that's a problem. Right? you got to get divorced. The question is, do you get divorced right away, or do you wait 30 days? Meaning, if it was up to 30 days, it would be fine. The problem is you did it indefinitely. So, no good. they got to get divorced. The question is, do you get divorced right away because it's indefinite? Or do you say, wait 30 days because up to 30 days is fine anyway. Give yourself 30 days. Maybe you'll do Atar Sadarim. So, it's a machloik. It's Rav and Shmuel. Rav says, If you made a nether indefinitely, you have to get divorced right away. There's no purpose of waiting 30 days because it's indefinite. Shmuel says, no. Shmuel says, no, wait 30 days. Why? Why? Because maybe you'll do Atar Sadarim. So Shmuel holds that even if you did it indefinitely, you should still wait 30 days. Because you see, up to 30 days is an acceptable time period. So wait for 30 days. Says the is Rav and Shmuel, whether you get divorced right away or after 30 days. The Gemara says, We've already had this already. I, they already argued once. If you make a neder not to have relations with your wife, so what's the length of time that's acceptable before divorce? So if you make a neder up to one week is fine. More than one week is a problem, according to Beis Hillel. Says Rav, Rav says if you made a neder without specifying a time, it's indefinite, so you got to get divorced right away. Shmuel says, no, give it a week. So you have the same as repeating itself, which is you made a nether indefinitely, which is cause for a divorce, and the question is, do you get divorced right away, or do you wait the acceptable time? They have the machlaikas by Hana, by stipends, which is 30 days, and you have the nether by Tashmish, which is one week. But it's the same, it's the same machlaikas repeating itself. 
Correct. Yeah. So, so it's the same machlekes repeating itself. Why do they repeat themselves? They're both arguing the same thing, which is you made an indefinite neder, which is cause for a divorce. The question is, do you get divorced right away, or do you wait the allotted time to do atar sedarim potentially? Says so the machlekes Rav and Shmuel, two places. Why do you need to argue twice? So the Gemara says sricha. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why you need both. Because this case of of um, of assering a stipend, as we said in the Mishnah, you could appoint a parnes, a uh, a third party to supply her with food, which is obviously not possible by Tasha Shamita. So because that's an option, you need the machlegs to repeat it twice. Because if they only argue by Tasha Shamita, I would say, yeah, Tasha Shamita, you get divorced right away because there's no, there's no option. But when it comes to food where you could wait for 30 days and have a parnes, maybe everyone agrees you should wait. And if you just said by a parnes, I would say by Tasha Shamita. So you need the machlegs twice because one has an option of someone fulfilling your, the needs by a parnes and one doesn't. So you need the machlegs twice. Okay. Fine. Okay, Tanan. Hamader is ishtoy shloitoitim echod mikol haperis. You made a nether asking your wife from eating all fruit. Now, how you did this, Rashi says, what you basically said is to, to your wife that if she eats any fruit, she's cut off. So you made a nether, she's not allowed to eat fruit. So what's the halacha? You got to get divorced. It's grounds for divorce, and you give the ksuba. Now, here's the question Rab Shita is. That when you make an indefinite nether, you get divorced right away. This is perfect. You get divorced right away. But according to Shmuel, when you make an indefinite nether, we still want you to wait a month because you might do atar sadarim. So why over here do you get divorced right away? Why not wait a month? Right? You made a nether asking your wife from eating all fruit. So you have to get divorced right away. Why? Why should you get divorced right away? According to Shmuel, you generally wait 30 days to give yourself time to do So why are you not waiting? So Bishlemilarav. According to Shmuel, why? So the answer is, oh, The answer is, when Shmuel says you wait a month, right, to do Atar Sadarim, what's the case? The case is where he made a nether. Yeah? So you give him a month because maybe you'll do Atar Sadarim. The case over here with the asking of the fruit, it's not that he made the nether, she made the nether. She said, if I eat any fruit, I'm cut off from you. She asked herself unto him. So it says, It means that she made the nether, but he didn't annul the vow. He, he, he allowed it to go. So here's the thing. So there's no purpose of waiting a month because she made the nether. So she's not doing a tarasadarm. She's the one who made the nether. And he, he accepted it. So he's clearly upset with her also. Meaning when one party made the nether, there's a purpose of Atar Sadarim by the other party. But when she made the nether and he accepted it, there's no purpose of Atar Sadarim. Why? They both were involved. <laughs> They're both on board. Why are we only bringing this for, like, oh. previously? Well, I'll tell you why. Okay, well, we're, we're actually going to redo. Now all the cases of the Mishnah are now that. Now here's the point, though. So you're telling me when it says in the Mishnah that if you make a nether assering your wife from eating fruit, you have to get divorced. It's not where you made the nether, it's where she made the nether, and he accepted it. Okay. What's the halacha? You get divorced, and she gets the ksuba. Why does she get the ksuba? She's the one who made the nether. What's the answer? We've had this discussion in the past. If a woman makes a nether, but he accepts the nether, who's at fault? 
If she's at fault, she forfeits her ksuba. If he's at fault because he accepted the nether, he has to give her the ksuba. Our Mishnah, which says that she gets the ksuba, evidently holds that by him accepting the vow, he's at fault as much, if not more, than she is. So because she made the nether, but it's but he accepted the vow, it's the equivalent of taking her finger and putting it in like a snake's mouth, meaning he, he's at fault. So the case of the Mishnah is, where she made the nether, he accepted it. Why does he have to pay the ksuba? Because when the man accepts the nether, it's, he's considered at fault. Right? That's the general rule. If she's the cause of the divorce, there's no ksuba. If he's the cause of the divorce, there is. Over here, she made the nether, but he accepted it. He has to pay the ksuba because he's at fault. And this overall is a shaila in the... Correct. And this is overall a machlekes tanoim in general, when you have a woman making a nether and a man accepts the nether, who's considered at fault, the man or the woman? Our Mishnah evidently holds he's at fault. Right? Because that's why he has to pay the ksuba. So the Gemara says, because of Rameir and Rameir, now how do we know it's Rameir? Because Stam Mishnah Rameir. So our Mishnah, which is Rameir, obviously holds that he's the one who put her finger in the mouth, meaning he's at fault. Okay. So if I were to ask you, what does Rameir hold? You'd say, well, he's at fault. Here's the Shailah. Is that true? Vatanya, the Braisa says, You have a woman who makes, a, who makes herself a Nazira. She makes herself a Nazir. And he accepts the Nazirahs. And because of this, the marriage can't last, right? Because she's not, she's not grooming herself and she's not drinking wine and she's not going to... She's not going to it, it's just not, it's not a viable option. Probably the grooming itself was the major issue. And they have to get divorced. Does he have to pay the ksuba? Again, she made the nether. He accepted the nether. Right? What are the names? Again, we're saying right now that Rav Meir holds he's at fault. But look at the names. Rav Meir, Rav Yudah, Oymer, he nasana Rav Meir and Rav Yudah says she's at fault. Not he, she. He nasana. She's at fault. Lefikach, therefore, imratza balaha for yafir, vim amar yevshi bi'isha nedranis, if the husband says, I can't accept a woman who's willing to make herself a Nazira because it's such a, it's such a um, uh, impulsive thing to do, I can't marry such a woman, she forfeits a ksuba. Why? Because her mayor holds she's at fault. So right off the bat, you have the kasha. The kasha is, how could you say our Mishnah, which is authored by Rav Meir, right? Pasha's author by Rav Meir says that he's at fault and that's why he has to pay the ksuba when she makes the nether and he accepts it. But this Mishnah, which is, she made the nether and he accepted it, and Rameir holds she's at fault. So what's the shot? Later on, the Gemara might answer that who said our mission is our mayor. <laughs> You're like assuming it's our mayor because Stamish or mayor, maybe not. But we're assuming right now our mission is our mayor. Our mission says that he has to pay the ksuba because he's at fault, but over here, Rameir says she's at fault. It says Rameir, Rav Yehuda, Oimrim, she's at fault. And who disagrees in that Mishnah? Rav Yossi and Rav Elazar, Omer, who knows the night's Mishnah now? Rav Yossi and Rav Elazar say, he's at fault. And they feel that if they get divorced, he has to pay the Ksuba. So you have Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda on one side that she's at fault. you got Rav Yossi and Rav Elazar on the other side that he's at fault. So how do you reconcile? So you know what the answer is? Flip the names. Flip the names. Epoch. Flip the names. Rav Meir, Rav Yehuda, I'm Rahu Naisin. Rav Yosi, Rav Lazar, I'm Hinasna. Flip the names. Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda feel that he's at fault. Rav Lazar and Rav Yosi feel she's at fault. Okay. So if you have the chart, you got Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda who says that he's at fault. Rav Yosi and Rav Lazar says she's at fault. Here's the problem. Besav Rav Yosi Hinasna. Rav Yosi holds that she's at fault. The problem is now we're saying every case of the Mishnah is she made the nether. 
and he accepted it. What did Rav Yossi in the Mishnah say? Rav Yossi says that if it's a poor woman, this has to do with um, um, assering, um, uh, or, uh, like perfume. If a man asses his wife with perfume indefinitely, Rav Yossi says they get divorced, and you have to pay the ksuba, which means he's at fault. But now you just got finished saying that Rav Yossi, right, you have Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda on one side, Rav Yossi and Rav Laza on the other. And you switch the names, making it that Rav Yossi and Rav Laza feels she's at fault. But our Mishnah holds Rav Yossi, holds he's at fault. So what do you do? You can't reverse it. So you know what you do? Because we just got finished proving. Because you got on one side Rav Meir, you got the other side Rav Yossi. They both, fall, they both hold he's at fault. <laughs> so that's the problem. So you know what you got to do? Not just reverse it, scramble the names. You got four Tanoim. You got Rav Meir, Rav Yehuda, Rav Yossi, Rav Elazar. Scramble the names. So now instead of Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda saying one thing and Rav Yossi and Rav Elazar saying the other thing, change it. Now it's Rav Meir and Rav Yossi saying one thing and Rav Yehuda and Rav Elazar saying the other thing. So scramble the names. Here's the problem. Rav Yehuda also holds he's at fault. That's the problem. The Gemara says, Ema Rav Meir, Rav Yossi, Amr Huno Yisin, Rav Yehuda, Rav Elazar, Mehi Nosna. The problem is like this. V'savra Rav Yehuda he nasna says Rav Yehuda hold that he's at she's at fault like you're saying v'atnan Rav Yehuda maybe Rav Yehuda in our Mishnah which is again she made the nether but he accepted it Rav Yehuda said that by a Yisrael if you ask her if you ask her was it not Tashmish if you ask her the fruit if you ask her all the fruit if she made a nether to ask her all fruit he accepted it. More than one day, you got to get divorced, and you give a ksuba, which means he's at fault. So you got, we've proven now Rav Meir holds he's at fault, Rav Yossi holds he's at fault, Rav Yehuda holds he's at fault, but you got two and two. You know what the answer is? Scramble the names more, three against one. It's not two and two, it's three against one. The Brysa says it's a machlekes. On the one side, you got Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda. The other side, you got Rav Yossi and Rav Elazar. Doesn't work. So now we've got to take three tanoim on one side and one on the other. I don't know, it's strange. Well, the Gemara is going to offer. The Gemara is going to say, You have to make it that it's three against one instead of against two against two. I, what about Gavin saying that really it's not likely if it's two against two, it's probably two against two. And if you're particular that it's two against two. You know you could do? You could actually make it very simple. Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda and Rav Yossi feel that he's at fault. Rav Elazar and Rav Meir feel that she's at fault. I, I thought Rav Meir holds that he's at fault because our mission is authored by Rav Meir. Maybe it's not. The only reason why we, we know Rav Meir's opinion about this is because we assume our mission is authored by Rav Meir. If it's not, then it could work. Then it's Rav Yehuda and Rav Yossi who feel that he's at fault. And we don't know about Rav Meir and Rav Elazar because the only reason why we thought we knew anything about Rav Meir was because of Stam Mishnah Rav Meir. But who, who says our mission is authored by Rav Meir? It's not, evidently, because it can't be. So you, that, that's the two against two. Okay. Um, okay, so let's have a Shiloh over here. Now that you're mentioning, we've now proven that the Mishnah is talking about cases where she made the nether and the husband could have been mater nether, but he chose not to. Okay, that's fact number one. Fact number two, the case of the Mishnah is that he ossered, um the Lushan is Tiskashet. Tiskashet is jewelry. Jewelry. 
she ossered, now we mean that she made the nether. So she said, I'm ossering all jewelry upon myself. And he could have been mata nether, but he didn't. The problem is, a husband can't just be mata nether and everything. Right? You ever ask yourself, like, how could the husband mata I thought you have to go to a rabbi. So the husband can only be mata nether things that uh, are called inoy. Uh, the lushan of the Pasuk. I'll get you the Pasuk I have in the back. The lushan of the Pasuk is the uh, the Pasuk says kol any vow or any prohibition to cause personal affliction the husband can, can nullify. The husband can't nullify things that are not considered personal affliction. The problem is we're going to prove Rav Yossi himself holds jewelry is not considered personal affliction. Meaning if the woman says, I'm not going to eat with my husband, well, that, that's personal affliction because that affects their relationship. If she says, I'm not wearing jewelry, okay, so she doesn't wear jewelry. Meaning, you're telling me right now that the Mishnah is talking about a case where she made the nether and he could have been matir nether. And Rav Yossi says the case is where it was jewelry, which means he could be matir nether if she made a nether about jewelry. The problem is Rav Yossi holds that she can't. Rav Yossi holds that that's not considered personal affliction enough. It has to be more intimate than that. So if Shmuel's right that our Mishnah, right, before today's daf, we thought our Mishnah was where he's making the Dharam. But now we're saying, no, 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 it's where she's making the nether and he's accepting it. Because he could have been Matin nether, but he didn't. That means that every nether in the Mishnah had the option for the husband to do Hatar Sadaram. The problem is Rav Yossi holds the husband could only do Hatar Sadaram for intimate things. Jewelry is not one of them. So how could our Mishnah which one of the cases is jewelry by Rav Yossi, and now you're telling me that the husband could have been Mata Nether. No, he couldn't have. Meaning, again, before today's daf, we just thought the case was where the husband made a nether. There's no Atar Sadarim option, just the husband made a nether. But now we're saying, no, no, she made the nether, and they went to the husband like, you want to be Mata Nether? He's like, no, I'm good. Oh, and it's his fault, blah, blah, blah. But he can't do Atar Sadarim anyway by the case of jewelry. It doesn't work, according to Rav Yossi. So the Gemara says, Visavar, uh, you're telling me that Rav Yossi holds that the husband can do Atar Zadarim by the case of jewelry? Rumini, I have a contradiction. These are the categories that the husband could do Atar nefesh. It has to be things that are affliction, meaning things that intimately affect the relationship, which is, if she makes a nether regarding like washing or bathing or showering. That, that, that affects them directly because they're not going to be able to tashmish. I think that's the main point, that anything that will affect their ability to have procreation. The Tanakhama says jewelry also. It says Rav Yossi, Rav Yossi says, nah, showering, it doesn't matter. That's not, it's not. What's eating and drinking because that's part of the relationships to eat together, to drink together. That affects Shalayaskasha, go to the next page. Or if she 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 doesn't want to wear uh, nice clothing, uh, colored clothing, because that was bizarian. That that affects them, because if there's bizarian, but not jewelry, that's not a thing. So the question is, how could you tell me the cases where the husband had an option to him and it's jewelry, but jewelry the husband can't do according to Raviosi. So the Gemara says, you know what the answer is? The case of jewelry, it's not jewelry, it's actually a euphemism for meaning it's, 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 it's grooming that part of the body. Okay. So it's not, when it says, it's, it, 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 jewelry, it doesn't, it doesn't mean jewelry, it means grooming that part of the body. So she made a nether, not to groom that part of the body. That's a problem. So in that, the husband has the right to do Atar Zadarim because that's considered Inoi Nefesh, according to Rav Yossi. Now, the Gavin?
Yeah? So the question is, is that true? So now we're saying, right, Rav Yossi listed the two things that the husband could do Atar Sadaram for is eating and drinking and not to wear colored clothing. But now we're adding not grooming that part of the body. So the question is, is that true? The Gemara says, That's Whether a husband could do Atar Sadaram for that category to Itmar, the Braisa says, If you have this category, meaning she refuses to, 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 to put in uh, cosmetics that will, that will be measure the Sai, that will remove the Sai of that part of the body, the hair of that part of the body, so, and it makes Tashish more uncomfortable or more you know, dangerous depending on you know, whatever. So, could the husband do Atar Zadarim? So it's Machloikas. Ravuna Amar Habal Nefer. Ravuna says the husband could. Ravad Barava Eimah Bal Nefer. Shalim Atzinu Shalal Shemais Bavar because the husband and the wife are comfortable with each other. It's not going to cause a problem. So even if that part of the body is not groomed. So so the question is like this. So now we're saying that when the Mishnah says that the husband could do Atar Zadarim is talking about a case not of cosmetics, right? Tiskashet. When the Mishnah said Tiskashet. It means pashtas, earrings, jewelry. It says no. Discussion means she's not removing the part of the hair in the part of the body. It's making it more, more uncomfortable. The problem is, according to some opinions, Amiroi, a husband can't do a tarsadarm for that. So how could that be the case where the husband has an option? They're not arguing Amishnayis. You know what the answer is? The case is, it is jewelry. I, I thought the husband can't do a tarsadarm on jewelry. The case is, where she said, if I wear jewelry, then we're not having tashers together. Oh, so it's not, it's not just jewelry. The jewelry was the crux, meaning she made a nether that if she wears jewelry, then we're, we're cut off. We're not going to have tashers. So the reason why the husband's allowed to do atar sadarm is not because of the jewelry, it's because the jewelry triggers the other thing, which is tashers hamita. Now, how did she say the lotion? The Amra Yesar Hanos Tashmishecha Olai in Meskashet. She said, "If I wear jewelry, then I am prohibited to benefit from you." Now, the reason why she had to say that lashon Kedam Rav Kahan, Kedam Rav Kahan Hanos Tashmishecha Olai Tashmishi Olacha Koyfe Meshamshay Hanos Tashmishecha Olai Yefer Lefishem Achil Dvar Mechil Laadam Dvar Rasha Aserle. Just Agav, the, if the wife said she doesn't want to have relations with her husband, so she says, "You're Aser to I'm Aser to you." don't work. It's not up to her. She can't usher herself onto her husband. The husband has rights to live with her. She, she can't. But if she says, you're usher to me, so she made a nether that she's not benefiting from the tashrish, then the husband can't live with her because the husband, it's like because that, that's the problem. So she doesn't have the right to usher the husband, but she has the right to usher herself, her husband, the husband to her. So that's what she did. So she said, if I wear jewelry, we're cut off. Okay. Now the Gemara says, um, a quick question. Voletis kasha voletessa. I don't want to unsense. That you're the rabbi here. You're, you're clever. A woman comes to you and says, I made a nether that if I wear jewelry, my husband's cut off from me. So they go to the husband. Do you want to do as I Isn't there an easy solution? So don't wear jewelry. <laughs> right? She says, If I wear jewelry, we're cut off. So don't wear jewelry. And then you don't have to do as I I mean, keep the nether, whatever. It's not right. It, it, she's not saying that we're automatically cut off. If I wear, you know, uh, uh, a necklace, we're cut off. So don't wear a necklace. You're not cut off. 
Exactly. Yeah, so the Gemara says, the Gemara says, no, Imkin Karlam and Avelis, it's going to cause, it's going to cause down the line, for her to not look after herself, it's going to cause the marriage to deteriorate. So it's not an option. People are going to call her Menavelis. Also, it's not good on the husband because then people are going to say the husband's not buying her jewelry. It's, it's not a tenable situation. So Gemara says, okay, fine. Okay. I hear. One last kasha. And, and we know the answer to this, but the Gemara just wants to speak it out. Shmuel holds that whenever something's usher, we give it a certain amount of time, right? If you make an indefinite thing, we go 30 days or two weeks. Over here, she basically gets tashmish through jewelry, yeah? How, if you her tashmish on your wife, how long do you have? Basil says a week. So why are you getting divorced right away? Wait a week. Give yourself time to do a Sadarim. Just stop. And, and, and the Gemara's answer is, as we've already seen, is that because she made the nether and he accepted it, there's no purpose of, of waiting. Meaning you only wait a week. The Gemara's just speaking this out. You only wait a week, according to Shmuel, when the husband made a nether, because now the husband is the only one that upset. So maybe the wife will like talk him out of it. But when she made the nether and he accepted it, <laughs> what's the point of Tarzadarm? Both, both parties are interested in ruining this marriage so if they're both out there's no purpose so the Gemara says the whole Indian of waiting is is where he made because she says listen he's upset I'll get him to not be upset it's only one party but if he she made the nether and he accepted it she was upset and she says he hates me so what's the point so both parties are out so there's no purpose of waiting because both parties uh, accepted it. Okay, now the Mishnah said that by uh, that was that wasn't too bad. The rest of that is very easy. Um, the Mishnah said that by a, a poor woman, when it comes to jewelry, it, a, if a rich woman you cut her off for thirty days, that's the max. But a poor woman, as long as it's not indefinite, as long as there's a max amount of time, you're fine. Meaning, a poor woman can go a while without jewelry. So if you ask her jewelry on your wife. As long as it's not indefinite, as long as it's not forever, it's fine. So, but the Mishnah never said a max, right? Meaning, the Mishnah said basically, as long as it's not forever, the marriage can last. Because uh, poor women don't have jewelry for a while. They can go a long time without jewelry. What's the max? It just says not indefinite. Well, what's the max? 100 years, 50 years. So the Gemara says, the Kama Kits, but what's the max? I'm Rabbi Yudam Shmuel Yudabes Chaydish, 12 months. Rabbi Chanam Rabbi Yochanan Eshashan, 10 years. Rochizdam Ravimi Regel. Uh, one one yomtiv shekem benoyis Yisrael miskashes regel because the average woman puts on jewelry at yomtiv so so you can go one yomtiv but more than that not. A rich woman, thirty days is the max. Why is thirty days the max? Because a chash of a woman likes to have jewelry every thirty days, meaning she can go thirty days without jewelry. Past that, it, it, it's too much. Well, we find 10 years being, like, when it comes to children, like, 10 years is, like, the max that a woman can handle, like, like, after 10 years, they don't have to get divorced, right? I think 10 years is, like, that's it. Like, even people that are stubborn can make it 10 years, but then that's, that's it, that's the max. Now, Mishnah says like this, Let's say you make a nether for your wife not to go to her parents' house. Huh. So you, you say, if you go to your parents' house, uh, you're also to go to your parents' house. The question is, how long of a nether is it tenable? Meaning, if you say, you're not going to go to your parents' house for two days. Okay, so fine, so for two days. 50 years, you got to get divorced. Meaning, what's the amount that's 
that's not tolerable anymore. So the Mishnah says, Bismanshu ima beir, if the parents live in the city, so she goes there all the time, then Chaydish Echad. One month is the max. Shnayim more than one month is, is, is a problem. Now, that's if they live in the city. Now, what if you have parents that don't live in the city, so they don't see each other anyway very often? If they're in a different location, then if it's one, one yomtif, because they would generally see each other on yomtif. So one yomtif is fine. Three yomtifim, you got to get divorced. You could obviously see the question, which is, what about two yomtifim? Right? One yomtif is fine. Three yomtifim, divorce. What about two? Right? So we'll have to see. If you make a nether to your wife saying that she's not allowed to go to funerals or weddings, what's the halacha? You have to get divorced. Because you're closing doors in front of her, meaning people are going to think she's, she's not friendly. You can't make it that she can't go to funerals or weddings because then people are going to think that she's, she's going to get a reputation for some, uh, uh, that she hates everybody. So that's not fair. So you got to get divorced. Now, but says the Mishnah, if he has a reason because of Davaracher, if he has a reason for Davaracher, it's fine. Now what this means, the Gemara is going to explain. It has no meaning, the Gemara is going to explain. If you make another to your wife saying that we're going to get divorced unless you tell me what that guy told you. Someone told you something and she's not telling you. And you said, we're going to get divorced unless you tell me the secret. Or you tell her to pour trash into the can. You have to get divorced. Now, what these things mean, the Gemara is going to explain. These are, some of them are euphemisms, some of them are literal. We'll, we'll have to explain what this means. Okay, let's just finish up. The Mishnah said, if you ask her, if, you're, if your in-laws don't live in the city and you ask her your wife from going to her parents, so one regal is fine, three regalim is divorced. What about two? Right, that's not covered in the Mishnah. So the Gemara says, "Akasha, Haguf Akasha, understand." Amit regalachad yikayim. He said, "One yomtif is fine." Hashnayim yaitzi, which implies that two yomtifim gotta get divorced. Ema seifa, but then the Mishnah said, "Shloisha yaitzi." We think so. Three gotta get divorced. Hashnayim yikayim, which implies two is fine. So which one? Well, what about two? Basically, is two fine? Is two not fine? So Amr Abayis seifas and lekehenes. Rabbi Yehudahi Abayis says, generally two yomtifim you gotta get divorced. I, the Mishnah says three. For a koyin, we'll give him. Give him two. Meaning, whether t- are you allowed to, if you make a nether for your wife not to go to her parents for two yam taifim, so if a Yisrael, you gotta get divorced. If it's a Kayan, you gotta, it, it, then, it, then it's fine because we, if they get divorced, they can't get remarried. Rabbi Ula Kasha, Kamberadufa, Kamberashain Radufa. So Rabbi Ula says it's very simple. Um, this is talking about your wife going to her parents when they don't live in the city. And we said, is two yam taifim good or not? It's unclear. The answer is, it depends. Is she the type of woman that goes home all the time? Meaning, if she's the type of woman who's close with her family, then two yavim tovim is already grounds for divorce. If she's not, if it's normal for her not to go to her parents for a couple yavim tovim, then two is fine. Now let's just finish up with a, a, a medrash. The pasuk says, And the pasuk says, Then Kla Yisrael became the eyes of Hashem like someone who's found to be perfect. Kla Yisrael is like a, a kala who who uh, who's by her father-in-law's house but she always runs home to tell her parents about everything meaning that's how close they were the same way like that that's a sign of very close relationship so too that's what Kla Yisrael um, is in the eyes of Hashem similarly that it'll be those days when Mashiach comes that Hashem will call Kla Yisrael um, 
that Hash, that Klai Yisrael will call Hashem our husband and not and not our our master. What does that mean? We know that when a woman is engaged, she's not very comfortable with her husband. But then when they get married, they move in together, then they get comfortable because they're, they're close. Klal Yisrael right now, it's like we're engaged with Hashem, which is, we're very close, but we're not super, super comfortable. When Mashiach comes, then we'll be like married, where we're full comfort. All right, we'll stop here. Pick it up tomorrow. By the way, I didn't mean to 